is that you found three suckers to overvalue business and put an 18,000 bucks of their I don't own think money. I don't think they're suckers. I, I don't think they're suckers because they did get the, the dividends. They did get paid. And they, they don't get dividends. Get they don't get dividends. If there's no profit, they, they don't get dividends. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alaric Ong. He's got done five different businesses before, of which three of them started with zero capital and went on to generate six figures within a few short months. One of them went on to generate seven figures within 16 months. Currently, he's the founder of the largest Facebook marketing community in Singapore with over 1,400 paid students. He's also been featured in Fox, Market Watch, and Digital Journal for interviewing six, seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs like Marcos Mora, who runs a model franchise, $120 million a year business, Grant Cardone, JT Fox, and George Ross. Alaric, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, sounds good, man. All right. So it sounds like you're just, you're a hustler and you also have a coaching business now today. So tell me about the first business you built. When did you launch it? What year? So uh, in 2016, I launched a healthy food delivery business. Um, it, basically, I served the largest bank in DBS, uh, the largest bank in Singapore called DBS. Um, Singapore, yeah. So uh, this bank has about 10,300 employees and we serve healthy food delivery. Uh, we serve healthy food in like bento boxes for them. Yeah. Okay, and how did like that in twenty sixteen? How much money did you make doing that business? Okay, so like when we just sealed the deal with DBS, um, we, we okay like in my whole business career, I've never had a sales and marketing problem. It always is an operations problem for me. So um, the moment I sealed the deal with them, it was a really good deal. It's just that my operations um failed within like four days, right? So what I learned, okay, so so here's what happened, okay? So on the first day we had like seventy orders, second second day we had about ninety orders, okay? That would be a run rate of about thirty thousand uh, monthly recurring revenue just from just one um bank, okay? And we haven't co- scaled to like different banks yet. So like th- there's like Maybank in Singapore, HSBC, UOB, etc. Um, but the reason why it didn't take off is because on the first day, um, I called everyone to come like okay, so it's a healthy delivery business. They have like fifty floors. Like this bank had fifty floors. So there's no way my operation because we're a startup. There's no way my operations could service all fifty floors. So we'll ask everyone to come to our collection point. So when I called, so I called everyone one by one. We had seventy orders. So by the time I called the last, the seventieth order, it was like one and a half hours after the the lunch timing. So everyone started complaining because like they were receiving their food like one and a half hours later. So I wrote a lot of emails, apologized to them, and say, "Hey, so sorry." And yeah, uh, the second day, um, I decided to SMS them instead. So I sent a text message to them, so it's faster. But on the second day, because 
um, our delivery operations, we outsource that because we are a startup. So we don't have the money to buy a lorry. Like we don't have a money to buy a truck and everything. Oh, Eric, sorry, how, just 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 to get it because this is a short show, so we want to try and get as much in as possible. So some quick stuff here just to get context. How old were you in twenty sixteen? I was 19 years old in 2016. Yeah. Okay. And how much of your own capital did you put in this business to get it started? Um, my partner put in $9,000. Um, so we wanted to raise $100,000, um, but we realized that we, we didn't need that much money. We could. Okay. So, so you, didn't put, in, you didn't put in any, your partner put, put in 9 k How did you guys right. split equity? Um, it was like, a, I, I owned 30%. Um, my partner owned 40%. His sis, no, my partner owned 40%. Her brother owned 30%. And we had another 40, 30, 30, yeah, 40, 30, 30, yeah. Yeah, that, that's 100%. Okay, got it. So you own 30% of that business. I uh, didn't put any capital on you. are 19 years old. You drive sales, but then you can't keep up operations. So what happened? Right. When did you, did you shut the business down? So after that, um, the main reason why the business didn't take off is because um, the, the main reason why the, the business didn't take off was because of the equity split, right? Yeah, so the business didn't work because the equity split because one of my partners, he had to go for national service and um, so he couldn't contribute to the business anymore. So when I wanted to buy out, I wanted to like, you know, re-split the equity, um, he didn't want to give up his equity even though he couldn't contribute to the business anymore. So that's why um, the business didn't take off. So, so now when, did you shut, like, when did you shut the business down? Um, like six months into starting the business, yeah. Okay, got it. So shut down in 2016, that same year. Um, talk to me about the next business you worked on. Uh, so after I ran a, uh, a sales team, right? So I built a sales team of 140 members. I sold all kinds of stuff like tailor-made shirts, cordyceps, personal development courses, um, health products, etc. Yeah. What sales team was this company built for? Um, this company is is a network marketing company. So I, I joined a network marketing company, and then we built a sales team. What's the name of, of the I, company? I it's called International Entrepreneurs Platform. Yeah, it's a Singaporean company. Okay, and and did you have equity there, or was it just like a job, basically? Um, I'm a like, it's like a like you, I didn't have equity in the company, but you run it like a business, like that. Yeah. So some people run it like a self-employed, but if you run it, but some people run it like a business owner. Yeah. So when you say you have 140 salespeople, what does that actually mean? Be specific. That means um okay in network marketing they, they call it downlines right so. I have I, I recruited 140 people within 10 months. How much did they pay to sign up? So they paid from four hundred dollars to thirteen thousand dollars. Okay, four hundred to thirteen thousand. Yeah. Okay, and and how many of them actually ended up building a real business where they drove a sale to a consumer, not just downline signups, but a real sale to a consumer? At least, um, okay. So 140 is like cumulative, right? So let's say at least 20 of them. Uh, so yeah, at least 20 of them, at least okay. 20 to 30 of them. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do you feel sort of bad signing up the other 120, making them pay 413 K each, and then they didn't end up selling any products themselves at all as a salesperson. That's your number one job. Mm, not really, because when they sign up, they get value from the products itself. So, um, that's, that's how I decide whether a network marketing model is ethical or not. Is based on whether if they don't recruit other people, do, do they still get value from the product itself? If they feel that... If yeah, but how do you measure that? How do you measure if they get value from the product? What if they got a bunch of the product and then it's sitting in their kitchen right now and a kitchen cabinet that's never been opened in the past 10 years? So if so, let's say they get made-to-man shirts, right? So if let's say they were to buy these made-to-man shirts, even if they didn't have the opportunity to sell it, would they buy it? Or if they, if they could 
if they go for this personal development course based on the market rate, let's say they, they sign up maybe a thousand four hundred dollars for a personal development course, would like would are there personal development courses in the market that's about thousand four hundred dollars? The answer is yes. So um as a means as a consumer, if they would get value, like if it's a fair market value, then then um that's how I define whether it's a it's a ethical or unethical network marketing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the personal development course. I mean, look, if you're trying to get into business and you want to learn entrepreneurship and you sign up to an MLM company to learn, your number one thing is can you get customers? Can you sign people up? Of which only 20 of them signed up. So, how can you argue that paying 1400 bucks to get in helps them in personal development when 120 of them never actually signed up their own customer? They never actually learned what it took to be an entrepreneur and drive their first sale. No, but it depends. It, uh, okay, good, good question. I, I, I like I like discussing that with you, but it depends. So, um, n- if let's say okay, let's say they, they go and buy a shirt and they get a shirt. So so them getting the shirt is the the value that they are getting itself. No, it's not. It's if, if they wear the shirt. It's if it's if they wear the shirt and it keeps right. them warm during the day. Not is the shirt sitting in their cabinet and never gets worn. The, you and right, I define they, value very shirt, differently. But they wear the shirt, you know, as like they do wear the shirt. So if they're getting the value from the product itself, then then that's a ethical network marketing model. Okay, so what happened in this business? This was from what twenty seventeen to what year? So um, this was from um, the mid of twenty sixteen to the mid of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so if you signed up one hundred forty people in your downline, sounds like it was successful. Why? Why, why did it only last a year? So um, the last year, like I just the, the branding of the company wasn't very good because of the previous things that they did, right? And I didn't want to be associated with the branding. That's why I left the company. Okay, but you said you did analysis when you joined to make sure it was the best thing possible and it was ethical and everything else. And then all of a sudden, the branding stopped working? No, correct. So the, the business model for this current company is ethical, right? But because in the past, there were a lot of things where they didn't deliver their promise to the customers in the past few years before I joined, okay? That means it's not uh, ethical. Like, <laughs> so it, yeah, okay. Um, so, that, so that's the past. So it's like, how, how to say, like, Maybe if in the past it was not ethical, but right now they are doing something ethical, okay, and which I didn't have knowledge about the past, like I didn't have full knowledge about the past, then, um, yeah. So the current okay, so it's twenty ethical. it's twenty seventeen. You're now twenty years old. You make some money selling one hundred forty of your friends four hundred dollar plans into a network marketing company. You quit that in twenty seventeen. Then what? So after that, I started a sales and marketing agency. Yeah, so I help like uh, hotels, uh, property agents, insurance agents, network marketers. I help um, people who generate sales through. Uh, I help entrepreneurs who generate sales through like Facebook ads, digital marketing. And how did you make money doing that? Did you take a percent of ad spend? Uh, I I charge them a retainer fee. Yeah. Okay. How much was the fee? It's like uh some some pay like a two thousand dollars a month some pay like a thousand dollars a month it really depends on the service yeah okay. but I was making about five to ten thousand dollars yeah per month five to ten thousand per like, month and and uh, what was the name of the sales and marketing agency it was called the Apple the Apollo method yeah it was called Apollo method private limited yeah the Apple method Apollo method private limited yeah Apollo it was called Apollo method yeah. Got it. Um, okay, so you do that between 2017 and then is that still running today or how long did you do that? It kind of still is running. Like sometimes I still do done for you services for clients. So it kind of still is running. Yeah. How much did you make last month from the Apollo method? Mm, about last month in terms of done for you services, I made about maybe $20,000. Yeah. Okay. And and who were some of my customers that paid you last month the $20,000? What did you do for them? 
Okay, so there was a client that paid 6.7k who runs a, a tuition business in Myanmar. Uh, uh, no, it's not a tuition business, a preschool business in Myanmar. Um, there's another training company uh, that they pay 15% of profit, uh, uh, 15% of revenue. Uh, they sell like emotional healing causes, spiritual causes and all that. Um, I've got um, people who, uh, okay, there's an insurance director. So they pay me 15% of what the agent makes. So let's say the agent makes 50k per year, I'll get 7.5k per year, something like that, yeah. And is this what you're spending most of your time on today? Um, I spend that, at, uh, my, my time is spent on that and coaching, yeah. And yeah, and coaching the businesses that I own equity in. Okay, wh- what are some of the companies that you own equity in? So right now I own a tuition business, right? Uh, so tuition in Singapore is a hot thing, okay? It might not be in other countries, but uh, tuition is basically um, after people go to school, uh, after like kids go to school, they have extra classes on top of their um, school curriculum because like the parents just don't trust the school system enough and they want like supplementary lessons. So they'll pay like $50 per hour or $75 per hour uh, to send their kids to those extra classes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So you have a tuition business where people pay you 50 to 70 So I own 20% hour. of a tuition business. Yeah. Okay. How did, and, and so how, how much revenue did that do last month? Mm, okay, this this business just started not long ago, so it's still growing. Right now, it's doing about $5,000 a month. Yeah. Okay. And um, why don't you Five own 100%? Why don't you own 100%? Why don't I own 100%? Because this is someone else's business, and she gives me equity in the business in exchange for advisory and like my connections and like my help in helping her to grow this business. Before she was meeting me, she was making about 2.5K per month. Now, she's making five to $7,000 a month. Okay, so do you think she's happy with her decision to give you 20%? Definitely, yeah. Okay, what other companies do you own equity in? Um, I own equity in another social media marketing agency. And uh, right now he runs a call center that has like doing, that has like five people. Every day they set like, every month they set thousands of appointments, at, like, about a thousand appointments. And uh, they're, they're selling like uh, government approved courses here. How much do you own of that business? So I own 20% of the business. And how do you plan to make money from your equity stake in that business? Um, okay, so for, so for one, I'm, I've been receiving dividends from my businesses. How much uh, last because, month did you receive in dividends from the social media marketing agency? Okay, so for the social media marketing agency, they're not very profitable. Okay, they did about maybe thirty to $50,000 in sales. But because they just... Over what period of time? Over, as in like when... Sorry, thirty to fifty thousand dollars in sales when in a month, in a month, like last, let's say last month, yeah. Um, the highest month was about seventy thousand dollars, and that that quarter, I mean, yeah, that quarter then they paid out dividends. So not every, so only when it's profitable that I get dividends for that, uh, for that quarter, yeah. So, but my my plan is we just own, uh, equity in these businesses because I get paid, like I I I get the dividends right to me. Passive income is always more valuable than active income. Yeah. But it's not passive. Um, it's not passive. In the first business, the same tuition business is 20%. You said the lady gave you 20% because she wants your help and advice to grow the business. That's not mm-hmm. passive. That takes your time, energy, and money. Same thing with the social media marketing agency. Correct. But eventually, this eventually this will be passive. Yeah. That's the bet you're making. It's a big bet, but that's the bet you're making. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, you end up sweating, working like crazy. The businesses stay unprofitable. You never see dividend checks and you spend all your time, energy and money making no money from these things. If, if it doesn't work out. Okay. So first of all, I'll make it work out. Okay. But if it doesn't work out, then like I deserve not to get paid. Right. Because 
if I did I wasn't able to add value to the business, then I deserve not to get paid. Um, at the same time, once it works out, so let's say I own twenty percent, right? My game plan would be to like to sell small percentages, um, of it. Yeah. So so far, like, yeah. So so I'll I'll, I'll be selling small percentages of it to, to cash out. So I'll I'll be left with maybe ten percent of equity, and I I earn ten percent of the dividends. Yeah. And who would you be selling these equity stakes to? So, um, for me, I've got a network of uh, like I got one thousand four hundred clients, right? Uh, from my coaching business, so it's it's not hard for me to sell. Like I, I can just tell my students and say, hey, I have a tuition business. Do you want to own a one percent of my tuition business, two percent of my tuition business, five percent of my tuition business, just to pay maybe fifty thousand dollars or something like that? Yeah. It's doing five thousand dollars a month in total revenue. Why would they pay that amount of money for a business doing that amount the whole year in revenue? Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Okay, so I have a very different model of raising um, funds. Okay, um, for this business, right, they was making even when it was making two point five k a month. Okay, I raised it at a six hundred thousand. I I I sold shares at a six hundred thousand dollar valuation. Okay, within three days, we raised eighteen thousand dollars for three percent of the company. Okay, and people say, but why would you raise it at a six hundred thousand dollar valuation? That's a twenty times P ratio. So my pitch to the investors was this: I said, okay, my game plan is to run this business. Okay, even though it's a sole proprietor, like even though it's a it's a right now it's a one man show. Okay, but I want to run it like as though it was a public listed company. Okay, so what do I mean by that? I told them this: I said, okay, so if she's making two point five k net profit a month, okay, two point five k net profit a month, that's thirty k a year. So I say, uh, I'm gonna sell you one percent for six thousand dollars. Okay, now when you own one uh, percent for six thousand dollars, that means if she makes thirty k per year. You're gonna get dividends of, um, three hundred dollars. Now, if you buy an investment that you get five percent dividends, means you invest six k, you get three hundred dollars per year in dividends. That's completely passive income for because they are, um, like investors, right? Is that a pretty good deal? Three, uh, five percent dividends, not counting. I'm not even including capital appreciation, just the dividends alone. Would that be a good deal for them? They say, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Okay, because if they put in a bank or they put in a fixed deposit, it's less than five percent. And I say, on top of that, we haven't counted the capital appreciation. So if let's say she starts making five k per month in in profit, okay, that's sixty k per year. Now their shares will be worth double because um the next investor won't mind paying twelve k to own this same one percent so that they can get six hundred dollars per year in dividends. So that's my pitch to them. And um and out of the three investors we pitch, uh, we raise like it was a hundred percent closing rate. Yeah. So so. Like this might be well, a right. that just that just means you're good at fundraising. The best place to fundraise is to have real customers, right? So, like, listen, you can raise money all day long at crazy high valuations, but eventually the music stops, and you've got to actually validate that valuation in the market. For example, mm-hmm. publicly traded stocks, since that's the comp that you wanted to use, if they ever change their dividend lower, their stock price gets nailed. It gets hit very hard. You just mm-hmm. told me some of these businesses. Sometimes there's dividends, sometimes there's not. It's certainly not predictable, and they're very doing very small amounts of revenue, mm-hmm. right? So, isn't that a bit of a dangerous thing you're getting into? So, so to me, I look at it that do I think that she will make at so when I pitched up at a six hundred k valuation, I just look at it as do I think that she'll make at least two point five k per month in in uh, net profit? You know, so if she will, if she would, then then the, it's not worth six hundred grand. Making two and a half of net profit is not a six hundred thousand dollar business. I don't care how you so, cut the so, math. Okay, Anyone so, listening so, so right so now, if you take two point five times per month times ten months, right? So, so it's called thirty grand a year in revenue or in profit. That is not worth six hundred thousand dollars as a business. So, how much do you think it's worth? Well, it's not worth six hundred thousand dollars, right? The market, anything is worth what you can convince the market to convince it to be worth. So, the fact that you convince people that it's worth six hundred k is fine. But my point is, the music stops at some point. 
If you don't tell so, a story, it stops. When does the music stop? When, okay, when you so stop, paying, even if, when you the music stops, Eric. When you stop paying dividends, and you just told me that two of these businesses have not paid you personally dividends, and you're a big owner, right? So you you, you have to stick to one of the stories here. Either you're paying dividends and you're guaranteeing them, or there's no dividends. Okay, so she is uh, okay. So so far, she has been consistently paying, and even more than uh, the dividends that what. And even I'm saying, even at the current level, even if at, when she was making two point five k per month, now she's making more. But even when she was making two point five k per month, uh, it, they will be happy with getting five. Like they will be happy with the dividends that they receive. So if they invest six thousand dollars, they get three hundred dollars a year. They they are happy with that dividends. So and and I and I tell them upfront. I tell them that hey, if you get this kind of dividends, are you okay with that? They say yeah. I'll I'll be pretty happy with three hundred dollars. Uh, per year dividends because it's passive income, right? So, um, so so that that was the model, like yeah. So so it's it's it's, it's different from how, and, and 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 like you said, the value is based on what the market uh, decides, right? Yeah, Alaric, so but, but you three, can control that because you're a good sales guy. That's my point. You are basically a great sales guy. I mean, I'm, you're mm -hmm. selling me. You're trying. To, I mean, you talk for five minutes and you sell me on an idea. You're a great Correct. salesman. Your background picture here on Zoom is you in front of a massive audience. You understand Correct. soft power. All you Correct. you are very good at sales. Right, so I don't. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't surprise me that you can convince your best friends who have money to give you money at a six hundred thousand dollar valuation. That's not what I'm hitting on here. What I'm trying to understand is how did you actually grow the actual value of this business, where the dividends yeah. can be consistent, they can be guaranteed, and you do grow revenue higher than five grand a month in revenue. I mean, right. we're talking like okay. peanuts here. This is nothing. Yeah. So, so this is why. So, so this is how I how I did how how I how I structured the deal. Um, the the cool thing is that this founder she. She owns, let's say, um, sixty percent. Uh, she owns about seventy percent of her business. Okay, you're talking about the and tuition business or the social media marketing yeah, the agency. Tuition business, the tuition business. Let's just talk about tuition business, right? So she doesn't get paid until uh, she she doesn't get paid a salary. The, the the money that she makes is based on the dividends that she pays out. So she decides how much of dividends she wants, she wants to pay out, but she doesn't pay out any dividends. Then she herself won't have money. That's why it will motivate her to pay, pay out more dividends if she wants more money, right? And motivated her to uh no Alaric, yeah, so, what that means is if the business doesn't grow, she quits because she can't feed her kids because she has no salary. That's like a publicly traded CEO saying, We're not making you and giving you any salary unless you pay out dividends. Right. So guess what? They okay. quit and they leave and you lose talent if you don't pay out the dividend. Correct. Right. So so how is that point. cool? That's not cool. No, but in our agreement, I made it this way. That, uh, like we made it this way, and we agree on it this way. Okay, which we agree is fair. Is that if let's say she she leaves this business and she starts another business. Then what's going to happen is that she like she will have to split that business based on the same shareholdings. So for example, let's say if she she closes down a tuition business and she opens opens a bakery baking shop or something, right? Um, whatever profit from the baking shop, she was to have paid the dividends based on that. Yeah. Okay, I think this is a terrible business model, but I'll let the audience listening decide. Let's talk about your coaching business. You have fourteen hundred folks that pay you on a coaching basis. What are they paying you to coach them on? Um, they, uh, to coach them on sales, marketing, and branding. Yeah, so like Facebook. Of course. Marketing, um, okay. So how? So what? What are the? What are the fourteen hundred people paid you? Um. So um, five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay, and is it a one-time thing or is it recurring? One time, one time. Yeah. Okay, got it. And when did you launch this? When was your first customer? I launched this in twenty eighteen. Um, around June. Uh, around yeah, July twenty eighteen. Yeah. Okay, and you would have been what? 22 at the time? 20, 22 when I did that, yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. So you launched in 2018. You've got 1,400 people that have paid 500 bucks. So what, you've done 700 grand in sales at least through that, the coaching business? Um, I've done about $1.2 million in the first 18 months, yeah. Yep, okay. And uh, and how much do you think you'll do this year total? 
this year. Yeah. Okay, so so this year, my plans are to to focus on acquiring more businesses rather than uh, like I still do coaching, like I still earn income from coaching and everything. But my main plan on why I do coaching so that I I can find more businesses to acquire. Yeah. Uh-huh. So why go talking about the investors you give dividends to in the tuition business earlier? Why go sell someone three percent for eighteen grand? When you made 1.7 million in sales over the past 18 months, why do you need to go waste your time, energy, and money convincing someone to give you 18 grand? Why wouldn't you keep that equity for yourself and take dividends yourself? Mm, because because us raising the funds at that valuation makes like that creates the valuation of that company. So so like how to say? Mm, because if let's say I tell you that this company is worth 600 thousand dollars, that's based on what I tell you, right? But if I was able to get three people to say that, yes, this company was worth uh, $600,000 and they actually voted with their pockets, right? Then that validates the idea that this, that, that, that the value no, of this it is doesn't crazy. validate any idea. Raising capital does not validate an idea. It means you're a good no, salesperson. It doesn't validate the idea, but it, validate, it validates the, that there's a, that the market. It validates the... It validates nothing except that you're a good salesperson. That's all it validates. Is that you found three suckers to overvalue business and put an eighteen thousand bucks of their money? I don't think they're suckers. I, I don't think they're suckers because they did get the, the dividends. They did get paid, and they, they don't get dividends. They don't get dividends if there's no profit. They, get, they don't get dividends. Yeah, if you if don't get dividends, profit. and you're a twenty percent owner. Yeah. So if they do, if they do get profit, the it which it has been profitable for the last. Uh, one year. You just told me you didn't get dividends personally as a twenty percent owner. But that's so, that's a social media marketing agency. But for the tuition business, everyone got got their dividends. Yeah. Okay, so it's doing five grand a month total top line revenue, and everyone got dividends. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. It's still not worth yeah. six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, but <laughs> so so and I and I and I like I like, I like that people don't dis- uh, I like that people disagree with me. I like that you know and and uh, I, I just I want like you to this. acknowledge that you love selling. You get a dopamine hit and you go post in your coaching group when you say, our company just passed a $600,000 valuation. We brought in three new investors. That turns you on. You get so excited from that. And that's why you do it. That's the only reason you do it. It's not validating the business idea. It's doing nothing else except turning you on. (laughs) Okay. If you want to put it that way, but it's more of like helping her. To have a business as well, six hundred thousand dollars, not so much just for me, you know. Yeah, because I mean, what? she I, can't I, pay herself even a salary, much less get equity value in the valuation. She can't even pay herself a freaking salary to live on if she's not paying out dividends. It's not a so, good business so that, for so her. That she's in jail. Dividends. Mm, okay, which is why I'm testing this model because I agree, because I feel that a lot of ideas in the market, like a lot of ideas, will be a controversial. Okay, until when it's, it's successful, then other people start copying that idea. Yeah. Okay, to be honest, I've Hilaire, not heard of you're other not people putting doing somebody this on the moon. It's a tuition business. We know it works. There's hundreds of tuition businesses. Correct, but no uh, one runs a tuition I'm... business this way. Like no one raises funds for a tuition business this way. No one, it's not about the tuition business. What I'm trying to see is, okay, does this play out? Is it win-win-win for everyone? And so far, okay, based on so far, it has been win-win-win, right? So I, I'm thinking, okay, so can I scale this to can I do this? Can I apply the same principles, the same valuation model and everything? For bigger business, so that's my my game plan. It's to see if this works, and if this works at a small level, because if it doesn't work at a small level, it's okay. I can pay back eighteen thousand dollars, or it's, the eighteen thousand dollars went to the company. By the way, it didn't go to me, yeah, right? So, so it's okay. I I I, I can uh, you know I can figure out how to help this company pay back the money and all that. So I just want to see whether this model works, and if it works, then I will, I will scale that for fifty k per month business, 
which there is, and I will scale it to a you know a, a few hundred grand a month business. It's the same. Like if it works small, it works big. If it feels small, it feels big. It sounds like your biggest ability to generate wealth for yourself is to sell more coaching products. Nothing else that you've done, the food delivery business that you shut down after six months, the sales team and the network marketing company that you did for under 12 months after signing up 140 friends for 400 bucks a pop, only of which 20 of them actually sold products. The tuition business mm -hmm. now doing five grand a month, the Apollo method, which where you're making five to 10 grand a month on, none of those even come close to matching the sales you've done in your coaching business. So why don't you just double down on coaching business and, and grow that to a $10 million business? I could, yeah. Which, yeah, which I am planning to do, yeah. We'll see what happens. Alaric, appreciate your time. Thanks for taking us to the top. <laughs> thank, thank you. And I, and, I, where, and I like this discussion. Uh, where, it's, it's, it's been <laughs> where, awesome. I, where can people yeah, like find it. you online? What's your link? Where can people learn more about you? I'm um, just search Alaric Moses Ong. You can find me on Facebook, Alaric Moses Ong. You can find me on Instagram, A-L-A-R-I-C-O-N-G-G. And my website is www.elericong.com. Guys, there you have Thank it. Thank you so Thanks much for having me on the show, Nathan. And I, and I appreciate that. All right, guys. Cut in studio.